26. Lieutenant Commander Tommy Woodruff, after an excess of wardroom hospitality, describing the illumination of the fleet at the Coronation Review, Spithead, 1937. We've forgotten the whole Royal Review. We've forgotten the Royal Review. The whole thing is lit up by fairy lamps. It's a fantastic. It isn't a fit at all. It's just... Uh, it's fairyland. The whole fleet is in fairyland. Now, if you'll follow me through... If you don't mind. The next few moments, you'll, you'll find the fleet doing odd things. Now, at the present moment, the New York opposite me is lit out. And when I say a fleet is lit up in lamps, I mean... She's outlined, the whole ship's outlined, in little lamps. I'm sorry, I was telling some people to shut up talking. Um, it's gone, it's gone, there's no fleet, it's, it's disappeared. No magician who ever could have waved his wand could have waved his with more acumen than he has now at the present moment. The fleet's gone, it's disappeared. I was talking to you in the middle of this dam, in the middle of this fleet. And what's happened is the fleet's gone, disappeared and gone. Every now and again, I go to St. Paul's Cathedral and listen to Evensong there. Um, and it, actually, it's quite a long story, but I remember it was a, I thought, Japanese girl. And at the end of it, when it was all finished, I said to her, you were at service, weren't you? What, what takes you there? And she said, I have to interpret from English to Japanese um, from three o'clock in the morning, most mornings, to Tokyo. And she said, it's a very stressful occupation. And she said, I get so stressed. She said, I come to Evensong at St. Paul's. I mean, you can't have them living in the house for long because they're incontinent. That's how far down the evolutionary scale are. They have no control over their bowel movements. And so, though I've, I've read and read and read my way through pastoral, I have very little sense, actually, of how closely related literary pastoral is to the actual life of sheep. And now here's Susan Sontag, critic, novelist, filmmaker, and one of the great reading junkies of all time. Her diaries are one long book list, her own intensely felt conversation with the ghosts of authors past. I've probably spent more time reading than any other thing I've done in my life, including sleeping. I've spent many, many days of my life reading eight and ten hours a day. And don't ask me how I can do all the other things. I don't know. The day has pockets. Now, in this book-drunken life, reading opened up to me all these norms or ideals so that to be part of literature, to be even the humblest, lowest member of the great multitude of people who actually dare to put words on paper and, and publish them, seemed to me the most glorious thing one could do, which is where the writing comes. I didn't discover I had a talent. I discovered I wanted to honor by trying to do it myself. There's a relationship here between the idea that real artists mix their own paint. But it's crucial. If you don't mix your own paint, you don't know what the paint is capable of. You don't know what pictures you can make. 
If you don't code, if you don't work at the base level of what your technology is capable of, you're never going to be able to kind of push the envelope of what's possible. 4, 12, 56.